Everyone has a transportation company. Let's call Edwin. Or they even call me to move cars. They, even though I don't move cars, but they think <laughs> of Edwin. Why? Because that's what they think of, right? Yeah, because of those yeah. relationships. Those, you know, I build them. I'm not selling to people. I'm not telling you, hey, why don't you use my service? Why don't you do this? No, because that's when you start putting barriers up in, in people's lives. So to me, I think one of the biggest lessons in life was that you have to build relationships. You need to stop selling and build relationships. Hey, welcome to the business of sales. I'm your host, Morris Sims. I have over 35 years training sales professionals who are actually business owners. And now, hey, I'm focused on helping those business owners run their businesses more effectively and efficiently in today's very fast-paced, ever-changing world. So on this show, we're going to interview some great business leaders and give you practical ideas that you can use today. So, hey, stick with us, please. We've got great things coming out, and it's going to happen right now. Edwin Carrion is our guest today on the Business of Sales, and we're really extremely pleased to have him here. Edwin is a serial entrepreneur and a veteran of the Marine Corps for the United States, and we're just so proud to have him on our show. And Edwin, we're proud to have you here, and thank you so much for your service. Uh, my pleasure. Thank you for having me here. I really appreciate it. Well, let's start off just, to, if you would, please, share your your journey with us. Where where have you been? What have you done to get to where you are today, brother? Uh, Morris, I mean, he, it's been a long journey. I know we have a little bit of time, but <laughs> we need to compress 20 plus years, I guess, into a short period of time, right? Absolutely. You know, so, it, it start with the log cabin out in Illinois. No, I'm kidding. Go ahead. Yes, yes. So like everybody says, let's make a long story short and let's just uh, give you give you the highlights. Um Came to the, from Ecuador at the age of 12 years old, was raised by a single mother. Um, I got, uh, I went to jail when I was 18 for trying to steal rims, which I didn't do. So I decided to change my life around, went to the military, to the U.S. Marines, to try to let, make my life better, serve my country, uh, guarded the American embassies around the world, had a great time doing that. Left the Marine Corps in 2002, became a real estate developer made millions of dollars, but I was too young and I wasn't ready for the money. So I lost everything and I went back, grew up in 2007 with the real estate market crashed. I started a new company, Countrywide Gold Buyers. Uh, I was purchasing precious metals and we, I took that company from negative $300,000 worth of debt into a multinational company, had 14 stores throughout the United States created a franchise model. We were making over $15 million a year in revenue and was able to exit that company in 2014. Started a new development company in 2014, uh, building high-end luxury family homes. From there on, sold that company in 2017. So I had my second exit and I started, I purchased into a transportation company that was only doing $2 million a year in revenue. And within two years, I took that company to over $50 million in revenues, got into the in 5,000s of the 5,000 fastest growing companies in the United States, and uh, just grew that company to 40 trucks. And right now, I still own that company to date. Uh, along the way of all of that, um, got back into real estate development, so where I built high and luxury homes, 
And along the journey, you know, found the love of my life, which is my dream wife, my dream woman, this beautiful Colombian girl that gave me the best gifts of my life, which is my two beautiful daughters. Uh, live in Miami, Florida, and that's pretty much my 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 life on a nutshell. Boy, how do you have had a lot of ups and downs and great things happen in your lifetime, Edwin. I tell you what, you don't get to accomplish all the wonderful things you've been able to accomplish without having some really good sales skills, and that's that's our audience. We're talking to professional salespeople all day today, and by George, it sounds to me like you fit that bill completely, my friend. Thank you. Thank you. Tell us about your thoughts on that. I mean, in today's world, we're, we're dealing with things we've never had to deal with before. How do you, how do you see sales? I mean, what, what's the most important thing a salesperson needs to be thinking about today? Well, I always tell, and I always preach to everyone in order to be, to be good at sales, you have to be memorable. And in order to be memorable, is you need to stop selling. Like that was the first thing that I tell everybody. I used to tell my employees when I used to have all the jewelry stores, um, I tell my drivers the same. I mean, I tell my dispatchers the same thing is that, you know, we're not in the business of selling, in the business of selling. We're in the business of taking care of people. So when, when we switch the mindset of selling to taking care of people, to figuring out and fulfilling people's needs, we start building those relationships. And the moment we build those relationships, we become memorable. And when you become memorable, um, whenever anybody thinks of a product that you have, they're going to recommend and they're going to think of you. And you're the first person that's going to come up to their mind. So, for example, in the transportation industry, you know, I make very good uh, friendships, build relationships with people. So when anybody thinks that they need to move produce around, you know, they're going to think of, oh, Edwin. Edwin has a transportation company. Let's call Edwin. Or they even call me to move cars, even though I don't move cars. But they think (laughs) of Edwin. Why? Because... That's what they think of, right? Yeah, because of those yeah. relationships. Those, you know, I build them. I'm not selling to people. I'm not telling you, hey, why don't you use my service? Why don't you do this? No, because that's when you start putting barriers up in, in people's lives. So to me, I think one of the biggest lessons in life was that you have to build relationships. You need to stop selling and build relationships. Oh, isn't that the truth? I mean, it's all based on professional relationships last time I checked. And if if you're not able to do that, now granted, uh, we'll do business with people that, that meet our needs, and sometimes we like them and sometimes we don't. That's not what we're talking about here. We're not talking about the like factor. We're talking about respect and and having somebody that you have a relationship with, a business relationship with. And I couldn't agree with you more, Edwin. I've seen that my whole life. And that's what we teach people is we're here to solve folks' problems. We're here to help them and to solve their problems First, we've got to find out what their problem is, where the gap is, and then it's our job to help them find the solution that's going to be right for them and then help them make a decision one way or another. That's that's really all it boils down to. Would you agree? Yes, sir. Definitely, 100%. So, so it's, it's about being more of a consultant than it is a, a salesperson. I don't know of a successful salesperson today that uh, fits that stereotypical used car salesman model. Do you? Um, no, 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 I do not. Uh, I mean, well, I mean, I just went to purchase a car and, 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 and exactly happens, you know, the, the salespeople that have been there for many years, that still use, like you mentioned, the old used sales cars model, <laughs> you know, they don't do business. They don't get business because yeah. they're there just, you yeah. know, to make a quick buck and forget about it. And, um, and, you know, it just happened to me and, you know, in personal life, like when I was purchasing the car, um, I stepped away from that salesperson because, 
of the way he was trying to push and sell the product versus the guy that was really trying to help out and meet my needs. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, years ago, I had a guy, a young man, selling me a car, and his, his line was, Mr. Sims, what can we do today to earn your business? And it was like, you know, dude, you're not here to earn my business. You're here to help me solve them. Anyway, we had a long go at it. The funny part of the story is that he, of course, went and got his sales manager. His sales manager comes up, and the sales manager says, right out of the first thing out of his mouth, Mr. Sims, what can we do today to earn your business? And at that point, I knew, well, somebody taught him something somewhere along the line. <laughs> it's just crazy, just absolutely crazy. So, Edwin, what do you think? I mean, you, you're you in this business, and you're in business, and once you're in business, you're in sales. I mean, we're all in sales. What do you, what do, you do to help influence people and persuade them to, to make a decision and move forward? Whenever you're coming in as a consumer, whenever you're coming in to purchase a product, what tends to happen is that we have this barrier. Why? Because we, you know, we want to make sure that we're not taking, being taken advantage of. We want to make sure that we're getting the best deal. So as consumers, we're coming in with this barrier that we don't want to let the salesperson you know, break through that barrier. So as a salesperson, we have to figure out, okay, how is it that I'm going to go around the barrier? And how is it that I'm going to get next to that consumer in order to be able to sell the product that I want him to acquire? And so it, it, it's, you know, we, we're fighting against, uh, as a salesperson, we're fighting against the barrier always because the consumer always comes in with a barrier. And as a consumer, you know, we have to make sure that uh, we let the salesperson kind of get into our heart um, by some way or another trying to find a need or a void that we have uh, or just a likability in order for them to sell us the product that, you know, that we need to purchase. So again, it goes back into as a salesperson finding what is the need, you know, what, what is the need? How can I fulfill that need? How can I fulfill the void um, for the customer has without me pushing onto the product? How can I, how can I be of service? How can I be of value to that person? And it starts right there. Yeah, how do you add value? How how do you add value and and provide a service? Uh, even if you're you're selling a hard product, you're still providing a service. You're providing that product, and it it makes all the difference in the world. The the best story I've ever heard is somebody told me a long time ago. You walk into the store and and somebody says, "I need a five sixteenths inch drill bit." Well, as a salesperson, I can either go find him anything that looks like a five sixteenths inch drill bit and say, this is it, this is what you need. Or I can find out what he's really trying to accomplish. My friends, thank you again for listening to the business of sales. We appreciate you. Hey, a quick bit of news for you just to get started today. Our friend and mentor, Dr. Randy Marshall. Well, Randy has taught many of us in the world of sales over the years. He makes no apology for his faith and his Christianity. He is in Poland right now, helping with the refugees and providing aid to the Ukrainians. Randy has taught there for several years to help build leaders to plant churches in that country. Now he works to help get them medicine and clothes and food and, yeah, even bulletproof vests. So please pray for Randy and his mission and his safe travels on all his many trips back and forth. And if you're moved to help support this work, go to a website. It's tccp.pro. That's the Center for Church Planters. 
tccp.pro, P-R-O, and share your treasure to help a people who are truly in need of physical and spiritual support at this time. Carla and I have been blessed, and we've given to this organization because I know every penny is going to go to help a family in Ukraine and to spread the gospel. You know, our Lord taught us, as often as you've done this for one of my least brothers, you did it for me. Thank you for your support, and thank you so much for listening to the business of sales. Hey, let's get back to the show. And then I find out that he really wants to drill a 5 sixteenths inch hole. He wants a hole. He doesn't want a drill bit. If he didn't have to have a drill bit, he wouldn't buy a drill bit. He just wants a hole in a piece yeah. of stainless steel. <laughs> and that requires a special drill bit. Yeah, those are the kind of things that you've got to drill down on. You've got to drill down and find out why. you got to find out why they want whatever they walked in the, the door or made the phone call to get in the first place or what, what's important to them when you make that phone call, when you make the phone call and reach out. Yes. And, and again, then it goes into adding the value and just really making sure that the customer, you know, has what he's looking for. So, you know, and, and it goes back into when I used to work as a general contractor, when I used to go to the client's house, the first thing that I will tell them was that I am not the cheapest. I am not the most expensive one, but I am I'm the most uh, experienced and professional contractor because of my experience of the projects that I have done and the level of service that I provide. And that was my opening speech. So making them understand this is the value that I bring into the table. If you're looking for value, then you should hire me. If you're not looking for value, if you're looking for the cheapest price, then I'm not the person that you're looking for. So I could help you find somebody with the cheapest price. But then again, at the end of the day, you're going to end up calling me and using my services to fix everything else. <laughs> You go with that other guy, you're going to wind up calling me to come in and fix what he screwed up. I love it. You're absolutely right. You, you get what you pay for in this whole world. There's no way around you it. You do. No way around it. Edwin, let me kind of change gears a little bit here. Talking about and thinking about your Marine Corps service. I mean, you made sergeant in two and a half years, which is just kind of unheard of. And you were all over the all over the world protecting our embassies. What do you think? What do you? What did you learn in all that experience, Edwin? What do you? What was the thing that you'd look back on today and you say, "Man, in that period of time, I learned what?" I learned the most important things that I still carry until today, which is have honor, courage, and commitment. Uh, honor in everything that I do, courage to continue moving forward in life, no matter what happens and committed uh, to what I do when I start something and just uh, see and follow through. Hey, y'all, hang on for just a second. I got, I got something I just got to tell you. I'm giving away some free stuff, all right? Free stuff. I've got a copy in there of my ebook, Practical Influence, with ideas to help you improve your influence with other people. I've got some, uh, some great marketing and prospecting ideas that are on an audio file, so you can listen to it while you work out or drive or whatever you'd like to. And we've also got some stuff in there on planning for 2022 to help you make 2022 your best year ever. Just go to morrissims.com slash free stuff. That's morrissims.com slash forward slash free stuff and get your free stuff. It's just that easy. All right. Now back to the show. Well, you can't get any better than that. Courage, honor, and commitment. That, uh, I can't see where 
you'd ever miss if you if you have those three things on your side and those three things going for you. Edwin, the other thing that that I love to chat with people about, especially entrepreneurs, is how do you manage yourself? Because that's really what we do. There's no such thing as time management. We all have the same amount of time, but we manage ourselves differently. We manage the amount of time we have differently. What do you do to make sure that you have the most effective and efficient use of your time? Um, I, I love this question, and, and I love the way that you asked it because we all have the same amount of time. We all have those 24 hours in a day, right? Yeah. And um, I live my life to the fullest, and people ask, always ask, like, what does it mean by living life to the fullest? Meaning that I live the life that I want. I live the life that I desire. And the, and the reason I was able to, to live the life that I desire is because I set priorities. So once you learn how to set priorities – then you control your life and your life doesn't control you. And and as an entrepreneur, you know, it's very hard because you're trying to run a businesses and you try to make this business successful and you try to grow a business. But people don't realize that, you know, sometimes you could be very efficient in an hour uh, and do everything you need to do in one hour versus sitting in the office for 10 hours and don't get nothing accomplished. (laughs) So when you start limiting your time, when you start limiting your time to everything that you have, you take full advantage of that time because you're only limited to that time. So just to give you an idea, it's like my workday is a nine to five job. Like my work life is nine to five. So it means that between nine to five, I have to try to do everything that I can for all my businesses and for my personal time. Because if you ask me, you know, if you, if you come, Edwin, when can we get together? I'm always going to tell you, we could get together. My free time is nine to five. So between my nine to five, I fit in my personal time, you know, to get together with friends, to go to networking events, to do things like that, because that is my personal time. That is my personal time. And then after 5 p.m. is my family time, which is sacred. And weekends, I don't work, it's family time. So once you start putting those priorities in place, you realize that you become more. Our sponsor this week is Mindy Audlin, and she has a question for you. Do you ask yourself what if questions? And when you do, are you asking worst case questions? You know, what if the sky falls kind of thing? That's called what if down. But what if it all goes right? That's what if up. Mindy Audlin's new book, I I gotta tell you, I couldn't put it down. You'll want your own copy. It's called What If It All Goes Right. It's on Amazon in paperback, Audible, and Kindle versions. But here's the bonus. What if upping is so much fun that there's a club? You can find resources and more at the nonprofit What If Up Club at whatif.org. That's whatif.org. Pretty easy, right? So please support our sponsor. You can find Mindy Audlin at whatif.org. I am a card-carrying member of the What If Up Club. Oh, and by the way, the music you hear in the background, well, that's Amy Scruggs singing her new release titled, you guessed it, What If It All Goes Right? Yeah, yeah, you become much more focused on the right things and on your priorities, right? Um, I prioritize my life. I prioritize what's important to me. So in my life, the way that I do it 
is that I know that my work life and my free time, it's nine to five. So since I'm limited to the amount of time that I have to work and to have free time, I make sure that when I come into work, I'm very productive. I'm able to do everything else because after 5 p.m. is my family time and the weekends is family time. Unless, of course, there's like, a, you know, an emergency that, you know, somebody dies or something like that that I need to handle. But besides that, you know, it, it's having a priority in life. And once you start limiting your time into the things that you prioritize, you become more effective and more productive because you know that you don't have those 24 hours a day anymore to do whatever you want or to just focus on work. You only have a few hours. So that means that you have to give it 120% to that time that you set for yourself. And that's when you start having a balanced life and living life to the fullest. Edwin, do you have a, a specific way you go about planning your work and planning the time, planning your, your work within the time you have? Um, yes. I mean, one of the first things that I do when I come into my office, I sit down, I open my remarkable notepad, and I just create a checklist of all the things that I need to do that day. I mean, all the things that I need to do today, whether I get to them or not, it's a different story. But I just write down of all the things that I need to take care of them that day. And then from there, I start working on the ones that I could get away, I could finish completely right away. So the easiest ones, the easiest tasks, I started just getting rid of all the easy tasks, all the things that are going to take me less than 20, 30 minutes. So once I'm done with those, then I start focusing on the very important tasks that really need to be taken care of. So I try to limit my time by doing that. The checklist has helped me out completely, and that's one of the things. And then the other important thing is figuring out who do I need to delegate to. So you have to become a great delegator in business. Yeah, yeah. If not, you're going to end up doing everything yourself. So to me, it's about delegating, you know, finding the right people to be able to delegate. So if there's things that I don't want to do, uh, like accounting, for example, I'll delegate everything to my accountant. You know, if I need to... If I need to write a check, I'll write a check. But right after the check is done, I'll send a picture of the check to my account. I'm like, okay, put this in the accounting software. So that's how I kind of do things. Makes sense. Makes great sense. Edwin, it sounds like you've got some great things going there, man, and some some wonderful businesses that you've run. I just appreciate you taking the time to be with us today on the business of sales. Morris, thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. And again, it's been a pleasure talking to you. It has been. I enjoyed the conversation for sure. And for everybody else out there, as always, hey, go make it a great week. Go have some fun, enjoy yourself, and use your time wisely. You can do it. And I'll see you next time right here, same place, same time, on The Business of Sales. <laughs>